This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's chat about chatbots. This form of artificial intelligence seems to be ubiquitous, targeting just about every industry. Let's talk about its use in therapy. Now, a computer programmer in the U.S. has created a program called Replica. It's an app, and basically it offers users an AI companion, and this is to quote them, who cares and is there to listen. It now has more than 2 million active users. So let's bring in Andy Brar, who's our regular tech expert. Andy, where do you see this going? Robin, I, I, I think... <laughs> You know, I don't own a farm, but if I did, I would bet the farm that AI-powered chatbot therapists are the future. And it's because if you look at the World Health Organization, they estimate that there's a billion people worldwide with a mental disorder. That's about one in 10. And not everybody has insurance or can afford to see a therapist, you know, face to face. So, but there is definitely a need. So it's a scalable type of service that I think will become popular because of the power of AI to understand us and to to act basically as a therapist would. It certainly has an ad advantage of being cost friendly for people who don't have benefits uh, or, you know, maybe on the lower income side. Um, The founder of this app says its range is from autistic children who use it to warm up before human interactions to adults who are lonely and need a friend. What are the advantages of, of, of that? Well, for a lot of people, I think it's the, it, it takes away the stigma of asking for help or knowing that there's a human on the other end. And, you know, I think, you know, and I'm really interested in, in these chatbots because I wonder if you broke it down by the sexes, you know, who, what sex would use it more, men or women? And I think for a lot of men who maybe have that stigma of, of going to see a therapist, this might be a great entryway into learning about therapy and, and giving it a try because they could do it whenever they want. They could do it in private. And more importantly, they can do it on their smartphone just by having these chats and realizing the advantages of therapy. And then maybe it, they, from there, they would want to see someone in person. Uh, the other side of that coin is they might have a bad experience and then they might not want to see therapy because they said, oh, I tried it with this chatbot, but I didn't like it. So it's hard to say, but but the majority of the research shows that people actually prefer talking to these machines because of the the, the stigma the, that's not attached to talking to a real person. You make a really good point about stigmatization, but what are these chatbots? Chat bots, I hate this word because I can't spit it out. Yeah, are hard. they ever human-like enough? Like, are they human enough? I feel like well, you just need that human touch when you're getting therapy. Well, there's a couple of things that a chatbot can't do. And and when you have face-to-face therapy, there's a lot of nonverbal behavior that you're going to show. And your therapist would be able to pick up on that. An AI-powered chatbot's not going to be able to do that. But they are trained to uh, basically ask open-ended questions, listen to the responses that you would say, and then have a prompt of, of what to reply ab- about that. So if you're having a bad day, you're feeling depressed, you know that would then trigger a, a range of different responses. So the ones that they're using right now, they're, they're actually training it with cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which is a very popular uh, therapy method. And, and it's starting to work. But what's different, and I think with ChatGPT um, becoming more and more popular, 
is it's going to start to remember what we're talking about. And it's going to have that memory uh, and basically a data set of all the conversations we had to then power in the future. And I think that's where everything changes. When the more you chat with these AI-powered chatbot, the more it starts to understand you and then the more it can help you uh, in the future. So I think that's where it can go. And I think what you're going to see, Robin, is therapy, chat AI-powered chatbot therapy as a service. So maybe a monthly fee because they have your data and they know it gets better and better the more you talk to it. And I think you're going to see companies out there try to monetize off that. But what about the danger of something like using it for marriage counseling? What if it says, hey, you should leave your partner and it's bad advice and it shouldn't be the advice? Well, this is where it gets really interesting. Is this is where liable? it gets murky. Yes, like who is liable if if this chatbot is giving you bad advice or if the data set wasn't you know um, robust enough before they they rolled it out? I think that is the big issue because if you look at a traditional therapist, there's a governing body that regulates them. Whereas these these are companies that you know are global. You can download an app, you can maybe sign a subscription, and now you have your AI powered therapist. But who has the liability? And I think the, the, the hype right now is, is going faster than the actual clinical research on the effectiveness. And so they got to tread these waters carefully. And that replica app that you mentioned, they're trying to position themselves as a companion app, just like you have, have a pet and, you know, that'd be your companion. It's not your therapist per se, because they, they, it's a gray area right now. But in isn't terms of that dangerous, chatbot. too? Because it's not real. That is not no, a real companion. And the question is, can you build rapport with an AI chatbot? Because we know that you do build rapport with therapists. And, and I, I'm wondering if that will happen with the chatbot. And, you know, the only time will tell, Robin. AI has just kind of hit the scene over the last year, and it's changing every single industry, and it includes therapy in the future. I mean, I get it's it's meant to help people who are lonely, maybe reduce anxiety because it's like having a pet. I don't know. I, I get a little bit worried about something like this. I, I do see the cost-effective side of it. I do see the stigmatization uh, elimination side of it. But I, 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 I kind of worry, I got to tell you. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for uh, your time today. Thanks, Robin.